The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, and I hope all of you are preparing for your day of thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone and to their families. You know, this is a time I am so thankful for so many things in my life, and and I just know that you feel the same way because we people with disabilities have gone through so much and we are making progress and we are are moving forward but i'm very thankful for certain people uh in my life gee there are so many but i have to mention tony quello and i must mention yoshiko dart because she and her entire family means so much to me so yoshiko know that i'm thinking about you well, before we get started, I don't want to forget, I did talk to one of my friends uh, from the Department of Defense, and I want to mention quickly that CAPS has a free app for Apple devices. And CAP is the Department of Defense Computer Electronic Accommodations Program, is awesome because they provide free assistive technology to anyone that needs it in the federal government. So stay tuned on disability events and more with CAPS Free app for Apple devices. <clears throat> so here it is, Epilepsy Month, November, and here we are celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And may I say, I am so thankful for our guest today. She is just a dynamo. She's a wonderful young woman. She has done so much to help so many people. She's an author, speaker. Well, when I say author, I know she'll correct me. The book was written about her. So she is also an epilepsy advocate for young people. I've heard her speak. I've spent time with her. Uh, she is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Sarah Elizabeth Clark, it's great to have you as a guest today. Thanks so much, Joyce. It's great to be here. So, Sarah Elizabeth, I know there are listeners uh, throughout the United States. You know, this is our ninth show on the air. It's hard to believe. Time has gone so quickly. Uh, but for those that do not know you, maybe you could start just by telling everyone what caused you to become an advocate for people living with epilepsy. Well, like you said, I have epilepsy myself. I was diagnosed at 16 months old with it. Um, I used to have tonic-clonic seizures and several others that would just be nonstop. But I did become seizure-free back in 99, very happy about that. And uh, I still saw so many people that didn't understand what this disorder was. It was actually my mother who got me into uh, 
becoming an advocate for epilepsy because she would go to all of these events like the Heart Walk, the Breast Cancer Run, and all that to help other people. And I thought, why isn't there one for epilepsy? So I spoke to my local epilepsy affiliate and got on board to create the first Sarah's Annual Walk for Epilepsy. Wow. And may I say, not only has she done a phenomenal job with that, but you know there are many people and many young people who are diagnosed with epilepsy, but not everyone makes a decision to pay it forward and give back, and that is one thing I love so much about Sarah. Um, Sarah, it is inspirational what you've done to raise money in New York. How about if you tell our listeners a little bit about that walk, how you got started at the beginning, and how it has evolved since? Well, I went... To, like I said, I went to the local epilepsy affiliate and said, hey, I want to get a walk started. They didn't really take me seriously. I was only 10 years old at the time. And they thought, no, she can't get this on board. But with the help of family and friends, especially my parents and my sisters, we went door-to-door getting sponsors from businesses and uh, people all around. We got the local SUNY college on board to allow us to use their campus, which is a beautiful, beautiful campus to walk through. I sat down with the president of SUNY, poured over my plans, and then on the day of the walk, it was a beautiful, beautiful April day, they thought, oh, she'll make maybe $500,000 at most. First year, we raised $15,000. Wow. Second year, another 10000 and so on and so forth, until we've raised right now a little over $80,000 for epilepsy in just seven years. Wow. All of it stays locally in the Hudson Valley to help people that have this disorder and to make sure that others are educated about what it is so that everything that happens to these people just allows them to live a normal life without any stigmas. Now, Sarah, what did you say to people when you went to them? You know, like when you went door-to-door, talked to different businesses, what did you say to get them involved in this walk? Well, I guess the cuteness factor kind of helped a little since I was 10. <laughs> Just this itty-bitty little blonde girl going, hey, I want, I'm working on raising money for epilepsy awareness. You want to donate a couple dollars? Every penny helps. Yeah, and that would do it. That, that does help, cuteness factor. I can't really play on that so much anymore because I'm almost 18, but <laughs> what can you do? But you still raise money. Oh, yeah, and not only do we do the walk, we've done breakfasts, we've done bolathons, we just have done so much to it. We have our own website. I've been to peace summits that have helped me expand my project even further. It's fantastic. <clears throat> now, Sarah, do you have a lot of young people that attend this walk? Yes. Well, uh, we're not like a huge turnout, like a thousand or so people, like a, like say the Heart Walk, but we do have a pretty decent turnout, and a lot of them are elementary school students or kids my age who will come up to me and go, Sarah, I'm so glad you do this because it helps me feel like I am not an outcast. Okay, well here's our first question for you from Linda in Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. And it is, Sarah, I wish that I, too, could be as brave as you are. What did you do to give you the confidence to do all the successful things you've done in your life? 
Well, you, I know this. Um, I kind of coined this one quote. I like to say, I will not let my epilepsy define me. And you shouldn't. Epilepsy is what we have, not who we are. We can't let it lead our lives. We have to take action, show others, hey, yeah, I may have a seizure disorder. I may not be able to control some things in my life, but I'm not going to let it take over. We are strong. We are not outcasts. Just because we have a disability does not make us any different than anyone else. Right. And that is a hard thing to grasp for a lot of people, but when you do, it makes all the difference. When you are not ashamed. And remember, this is Epilepsy Month. We want to get the news out to everyone. As you all know, I live with epilepsy, and trust me, I am not ashamed I'm living with epilepsy. It's just part of who I am, and I am moving forward to help other people Understand it's just part of who they are uh, because so many people won't even tell people they have epilepsy because of the stigma they feel is attached. And in many cases, it is attached. But the only way we can change things is if we start talking about it and not be ashamed to talk about it. Exactly. Sarah Elizabeth, you were only two years old when you first began having seizures. How did your family come to cope? with this diagnosis of epilepsy at such, at such an early age? Well, it was, it was rather scary. I mean, a small child who can't seem to just take control of anything, a drop of a hat, I could be having a seizure. However, we went to neurologists and other doctors trying to find the right balance between uh, health care and just regular childhood to be able to help me cope. I had speech therapists. I had um, physical therapists. I was on so much medication that I had to be, I had to get my blood work done quite often to make sure it wasn't toxic. But we all persevered through it. My sisters, they were phenomenal help. I my parents remember this one time, my sisters and I were playing hide-and-go-seek in our room, and so I hid underneath our bunk bed, and I went into a seizure. My middle sister, Kim, she sees this, pulls me out from under the bed, and starts bringing me to safety, kicking toys away like she's a soldier, while my other sister ran to go tell my parents. They just were always there for me, backing me up. And they're always taking care of me, making sure nobody makes fun of me because of this. Although, I won't let anyone make fun of me for it either. You know what? You never believe this, but just this morning, I spoke in Pittsburgh uh, to a group of business people that will be supporting an event we have every year in Pittsburgh called the Mardi Gras that raises funds for people living with epilepsy. And not only, not only did I tell them that you were on the show today, I told them that story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> People are hearing about you everywhere. But, I mean, that is a shock at first for any family to get used to. Um, how did you feel when you realized you had this? Well, I, to be honest, I don't really remember much. I remember having a seizure once, and I just remember being so terrified. I remember not being able to control it and feeling just this petri- 
petrified small child. But after it was all over, I remember feeling safe because I had my family around me protecting me. And that's the important thing. Your family, your friends, just because you have this one thing that makes you a little different than anyone else, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It just makes you special. And I like being special. And you are special, Sarah Elizabeth. <laughs> you are special. Always remember, folks, when you're having a seizure, that just means too many neurons are firing off in the brain. That's why I'll always say people with epilepsy, they just have more firepower. And boy, is Sarah Elizabeth ever an example of that fire power. And with that, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Sarah. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are celebrating Epilepsy Month, which is the month of November, and today we have a young advocate, a young woman who is just a dynamo. She's living with epilepsy, but she's out there raising money, speaking out, trying to help others. And I just 
can't tell you how awesome she is. And that would be Sarah Elizabeth Clark. <laughs> so you were having tonic-clonic seizures, but I have found out, Sarah, that many people don't know what is a tonic-clonic seizure. So can you explain that to everyone? Well, a tonic-clonic, what they might know it as is it's um, more common but not so politically correct term, grand mal. Mm-hmm. where you dropped, either you drop to the ground and shake or you just drop to the ground as if you fainted. I used to have both of those in severe uh, cases, and they ended up hospitalizing me um, a few times. Wow. You know what? I have the first one. I have the tonic seizure where I fall to the ground as if uh, I had fainted, but unfortunately, that's what happened to me at the movie theater where I hit the floor so hard, I fractured my skull and ended up having brain surgery. Oh but my. it is it is amazing how many various types of seizures there are and also how many times people don't realize that it is a seizure. Yeah, a lot of people... A very common type of seizure is where you're, you look like you're daydreaming. That is one of the most common seizures, but people don't see it as one because people hear seizure and think, oh, they're convulsing on the floor. But that is not a very common one. I mean, it happens to so many people with epilepsy, but it's not as common. Right. But <clears throat> the more you understand this, the better it would be. You know, I have... Um, complex partial seizures now because I change my medication, but um, a seizure is a seizure. I always tell people one seizure a year is too much. And Sarah, you were saying your epilepsy is pretty much controlled now? Yes, I've been seizure-free since December 16th, 1999. Wow, that is awesome. (laughs) Now, do you still take medication? Nope, I was weaned off of medication in first grade. That is great, Sarah. (laughs) And so you know this, by the way. There are many people living with epilepsy where the epilepsy is controlled or where they're no longer having seizures. Um, And so isn't that amazing that Sarah's still out there talking and trying to help people? That's what makes her Sarah. Well, just because I am no longer seizure active doesn't mean that everybody else isn't. We need to help those that are still seizure active understand that they are still amazing people. And this fight with epilepsy can be just, it can be done together. We can all go hand in hand and help each other. Because if we're not going to help each other, then what's the point? Right. How true that is. But... That's what makes you great, Sarah, that you're still reaching out, helping people. Not everyone would do that, but you are one of those people that remembers where you came from. You remember what it was like. And although, you know, a lot of people it's controlled, I have to tell you that there are children that have hundreds of seizures a day. So epilepsy is a spectrum. It is those that have uncontrolled seizures to people like Sarah where they no longer have seizures um, or people like me who, yes, I would have a seizure if I'm not taking my medication, but it is pretty much controlled. So, I mean, 
It really is across the board. It really is. It's not just one thing. And by the way, more people have complex partial seizures and absent seizures than they do tonic-clonic seizures. But for some reason, that's the only one people think of. But there are other types that actually are more prevalent. And if you go to epilepsyfoundation.org to our website, you can read more, become more educated, and get the information that you may need. Sarah, Elizabeth, as you well know, there is a stigma associated with epilepsy. Can you talk about that? Well, actually, there's plenty of stigmas associated with epilepsy. A lot of them are based back in the old days where people with epilepsy were thought to be witches and possessed. Uh, People used to think um, back then if you have epilepsy, oh, you've got the devil in you. Nowadays, people will think um, if you're having a seizure, you can swallow your tongue. That is impossible. It is connected to you. You cannot swallow it. Then there's the people that think, oh, because they have seizures, they aren't intelligent. They can't be, they can't lead normal lives. I am living proof right here and now that I am a very intelligent person. At least I'd like to believe I am. And I am leading a normal life. I am preparing for college right now. It's not impossible to lead a normal life with epilepsy. It's just a little bit harder. But if you work hard, you can achieve it. Right. And those, there are people that won't admit they have epilepsy. There are people that tell their children not to tell anyone they have epilepsy. And I've got to tell you, don't do that. Don't do that. Because you know what you're doing? You are saying, don't tell anyone, meaning there's something you should be ashamed of. And As I've said already on the show, you do not need to be ashamed that you're living with epilepsy. I am. That's just part of who I am. Sarah had seizures. That's just part of who she was and is. So, you know, don't tell that to your children. And if you're listening to the show and you're living with epilepsy, but you don't want to tell anyone, hey, folks, Alan Fanica, who played for the Steelers, has epilepsy. Jason Snelling, who plays for the Atlanta Falcons, lives with epilepsy. And there are so many people that are famous people living with epilepsy um, that you would never think. So, you know, don't be ashamed. You've got to think about that. Do you agree with that, Sarah? Oh, 100%. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just you are a little different. And different is okay. If we were all the same, we'd live in such a boring world. But we are made different, every single one of us. We need to embrace this difference. We need to tell people. We need to stand up proudly and say, hey, I have a seizure disorder, and I am not letting it get in the way of my life. Sarah, tell everyone what the name of your website is. It's it's not who I am dot com. No spaces. And I have all of the information on there. I have a little blurb about what epilepsy is, what I've been doing the past seven, almost eight years to help, and a little extra stuff. Yeah, and it is an awesome website. You should go to it. Would you repeat that, Sarah? www dot 
It's NotWhoIAm.com. It's NotWhoIAm.com. And, you know, if you're listening and you need a speaker, a young woman to speak, she is a senior right now in high school, but as you can see how articulate and passionate she is and enthusiastic, I would highly recommend Sarah Elizabeth Clark. I would <laughs> highly recommend her. Thank okay, you so much, we've got a Ted from Kansas, and his question is, uh, Sarah, why, why when you were in school did you tell people? I mean, weren't you worried what they would think about you? Well, a small part of me, a small part ingrained in all of us would say, I don't want people to look at me differently. I don't want people to think I am some insane freak. But suppress that. I, I am happy living with this. If I, had, if I could start over and get a choice between having epilepsy or not, I'd take having epilepsy again. It's made me who I am. It's made me a better person. It's made me want to help other people because, yes, I may no longer suffer from seizures, but there are others out there that need my help, who need everyone's help. And if a, some kid in school can't understand what I do, then it really is their loss. It's because they weren't educated on it. They don't know what it is. They, don't, they can't comprehend. They need to be taught, which is why we need more programs, educational programs in these schools to teach people what epilepsy is, how to react if someone has a seizure, and just play it cool. Right. And that is one thing, folks. If you see someone, for example, have a tonic or tonic-clonic seizure, you know, don't panic. You put something under the person's head so they do not become injured. Uh, if the person does have something tight around their neck, such as a tie, you, un you uh, unbutton that to give them some space. Turn them on their side in case they um, are salivating extensively so they won't choke. And then... If you don't know this person, or it's the first time they've ever had a seizure, then you call 911. Because keep in mind, if it would be me, I'd be telling you, how. hey, if this happens to me, unless I'm injured, you don't need to call 911. Because by the time the ambulance gets here, my seizure will be over. And, and you know, it's you that has the hardest time. It really is. It's not the person living with epilepsy. It's your reaction to someone living with epilepsy. So, you know, try to educate yourself. The more you know, the better you will be when it comes to this. But anyway, hey, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Sarah, and we're going to talk about a topic I am passionate about, which is bullying. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Sarah Elizabeth.
news, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Ever wondered what private investigators really do and how they go about solving cases? Each week, P.I.'s Declassified gives a glimpse into this little-known world. Join your host, Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator, in conversations with detectives and experts in the field. False confessions, forensic evidence, finding missing persons, exposing fraud, exonerating the innocent. All areas that Francie and her guests will cover, and have they got stories to tell. Tune in and call in to the live show Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. We all face some economic uncertainty in our life. What makes the difference is how we take command of that and survive. Tune in to Strategies for Financial Survival with host Michael Figueroa. Michael has been up and down the road to success several times, and along with his guests, will share the skills of survival. By assessing your strengths and skills and applying them to your future, you can make it through tough times, regardless of your field. Listen every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. This is Epilepsy Month, and we are talking to Sarah Elizabeth Clark, a young advocate for people living with epilepsy. And a subject that many of you know is very important to me, is to stop bullying high school students, middle school students, elementary students, college students living with epilepsy or other disabilities who are being brutally bullied to the point of committing suicide. This is something that's got to stop. And, Sarah, I wanted to talk to you about that for a minute. Um, what is your experience as a young person living with epilepsy with bullying? Have you seen that? I've actually been the target of bullying once or twice back in middle school. I, um, these two boys knew that I had epilepsy. They knew my sister Kim was related to me, and so they would drop to the ground and pretend to shake like they were having a seizure in front of Kim just to provoke her, just to make fun of me, shouting out my name, oh, oh, Sarah has seizures. She taught them a lesson. She told them. She put them in their place. They got into so much trouble. You can't, it's wrong to bully anyone under any circumstance. It doesn't make you a better person. It makes you a lesser person. If you think that bullying will make you feel better about yourself, you are wrong. The victims of bullying need to have a voice. 
They need to know that they are not at fault. You can't keep pushing someone down and expecting them to be able to get back up every time, but you have to get up. You have to keep fighting. And if you this gets too far, find someone you can trust who can help you out. Try and talk it out. Go to an adult. Go to a, the principal, a teacher, a parent, a friend, anyone. Don't let it get to the point where you want to take your own life. Well, you know what? That just stops me right in my tracks. That's why... I was silent for a moment because, you know what, I can't take this. I don't know why people do this. I, for the life of me, cannot understand why people make fun of you. And, Sarah, I have another young person that was having a tonic-clonic seizure, and I know this is hard to imagine, but after the person in high school, they're in high school, after they regain consciousness, this kid got on the floor to emulate shaking as if he's having a convulsion, Ugh. making fun of her. And another boy in uh, seventh grade had a seizure. Oh, my God, it was in the hallway, and he lost bodily control. And he was the butt of terrible, terrible bullying from that day forward. And, I mean, I could go on and on and on about young people being bullied who have epilepsy like Sam, Sam Miller, who took his life. Folks, I've got other people doing this. We have to stop. This bullying has to stop. I mean, what in the world is wrong with you when you're doing this? And parents, you've got to watch Facebook, okay? Because when kids go home and they go to Facebook and they're still being bullied, it's like 24 by 7. You never get away with this. This goes on around the clock. You get it at school. You get it when you come home. You get it at school. You get it when you come home. We need people to be bystanders, never. We need them to be standers. That's someone that will stand up and say, stop it. Um, just today, when I spoke this morning, one gentleman told me about his friend's son who plays football and saw this young person being brutally bullied at school and went over and got that person and pushed them against the wall and said, do you have a problem? And that was the end of this bullying. But we need more people that will stand up. Now, when that happened to you, uh, that example you gave, Sarah, did you have people that stood up for you? My sister stood right up for me, and the teacher stood beside Kim's action because she was in the right. She told them off. She put them in their place. Hey, that's my little sister. It is wrong of you to do this. How dare you even decide to think about doing something like that? She stood up for me. And I wow. need, we need more people to stand up for people. I remember back in fourth grade, I saw a boy in my class have a seizure. It was the first seizure I ever saw somebody else have besides myself. And I was rather scared. But then I remembered that he might end up getting bullied. And so I watched. I waited. I wanted to see if somebody would even try something because I would have put them in their place. Luckily, nobody did. But... We okay. Need to stop. So for, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. 
Oh, no, I'm done. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, for all of you young people listening to the show that are being bullied, uh, that are going through all of this, here's someone that has your back. Here's someone that says don't put up with it. You've got to make friends. You've got to have friends. And listen, whatever you do, don't keep it a secret. That isn't going to help you when you keep it a secret. It really will not. But Lucy from Connecticut, how about that? Not far from you, um, has a question, and that is, Sarah, I'm really glad that you're standing up for people, uh, but it's really hard when you are in middle school if people make fun of someone in your family because they have epilepsy. What advice would you give them? Well, it's right there with those boys that were pretending to have a seizure in front of my sister. They, you can't let them, you can't stand by and let them bully your family. A family is a family for a reason. They get together. They stay together. They love each other. You can't just let them be taken advantage of. And in middle school, I know it is very, very difficult to stand up for what you believe in when you're still so young. However, you need to be able to. You need to use your voice. It is a powerful, powerful thing to have a voice. Just to let people know, hey, this is wrong. It, you, it needs to be done. Sarah, you should speak across the country to young people. I'm telling you, see, she's got the passion and the power going on I told you about. And guess what else? She's a subject of a book called Being Sarah. So what was that like being the subject of that book? Oh, that was so much fun. I, I remember it. I remember walking through the campus, the college campus, where we have the walk with Chris Pasadetti, the author, a really nice, nice man, and we talked on and on about all the things I've done. It's it's kind of fun being able to talk about yourself for long periods of time. But uh, he came to one of my uh, theater shows. He came. He would sit with me at school. He came to my house and worked with me. He had me read his work, reread it over and over again. Is this right? Oh, should I add this? It was just, it was like being in a photo shoot. It's like being famous. <laughs> well, let me ask you, can people still get that book? Oh, yeah. It's right on Amazon.com. You can order it off my website. Uh, you can get it in several different places. Okay. Being Sarah, um, written by, what's the name again? Chris Pasadetti, a wonderful man. Okay, um, so you heard how you can get it if you're interested. And as Sarah told you earlier, you could go to her website. That's another easy way to get it. But you know what? This is a great book to give to other young people. It really is, especially young people having a hard time dealing with epilepsy, living with epilepsy. Um, I mean, it's just great. It's a great. I keep it right in my office, Sarah, right up behind me on the credenza. And uh, every time I see it, I get a smile on my face just thinking about you and what you've done and how much you have accomplished. And the book I have is autographed by this famous Sarah Elizabeth Clark. 
How about that? Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, I have had young people that don't even want to go out. And you want to know why? What do you do if you have a seizure when you're out somewhere? Well, it's it's understandable. It's a little scary thinking, oh, I could have a seizure at any time. What will I do? You, A lot of people will have the medic alert bracelets that will say, this is what you need to do. Carry in your wallet a medic alert card saying, hey, I do have seizures. If I have one, do this and bring me to here. And, but you shouldn't be afraid to go out and experience life. It, life is such a precious, precious thing. You need to be able to go out and explore, to learn, to understand. You can't let a, a silly seizure just hold you back from enjoying something so precious as life. That's right. I agree with you. I mean, you know, it's not that you can control this, but you can control your life. And if you spend your time sitting in the shadows, you are going to miss so much. Uh, this is a time you should remember President Roosevelt's the only thing to fear is fear itself because you'll spend more time worrying about this and being afraid than really the episode itself because if you're with the right people, they're going to help you. And one young person said to me, but what if your friends drop you? Of course, you know what I'm going to say because I've said this before. They aren't your friends. A true friend does not drop you because you have epilepsy. A true friend sticks by you no matter what, all the time, through thick and thin. That is a true friend. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break before we come back to close the show with Sarah Elizabeth Clark, a wonderful young advocate for people living with epilepsy. This is Joyce Bender celebrating National Epilepsy Month at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Racism. Healing. Oneness of humankind. It is time to join millions of people all over the world who openly talk about racial healing. Some of us are not sure how to tread when discussing race and culture. Until now. Tune in to A Safe Place to Talk About Race with host Sharon E. Davis. Engage with experts and notables. Have a question but are not sure how to ask it? Test it out with our show. 
It's a safe harbor to explore views and situations that we face every day. A Safe Place to Talk About Race airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show as we are celebrating National Epilepsy Month with our guest, Sarah Elizabeth Clark. And before we go any further, I want to say again, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone I know you'll be celebrating this week with your friends and family. And for all of my listeners, I am thankful for you and to all of my friends at Voice America and especially my engineer, Brad, who is so awesome. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, And, Sarah, I wanted to go over a few last things with you. Um, but one is about you directly. Look how young you are, and you've already accomplished all these things. It is unbelievable how much you've done at such a young age. But what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? I think my greatest accomplishment is actually reaching so many lives. I mean, yes, I've spoken to Congress. Yes, I've gone to peace summits. Yes, I've run a walk since I was 10 years old. However, that is not as beneficial, as amazing as it is to help another individual. That, I believe, is just the most important thing, is to be able to help someone other than yourself. I'll tell you, is she not just awesome? (laughs) And may I say, I agree with her. I, because there is no price tag you can put on helping another person. You know, when someone comes up to me and they say, um, oh, Joyce, you helped me so much, you know what? That's a gift to me also. Because what a great feeling to help another person, to reach out your hand to another person. And, you know, just like these young people with epilepsy that I was talking about, You just never know what you may be doing by reaching out that hand because it could be saving a life. You just never, ever know. And, Sarah, I'm sure you'll be working on this at college to meet other students with epilepsy. Am I right? Oh, definitely. I never want to stop helping other people. It's too important to reach out and touch the lives of others. It is. It really is. And, Sarah, you mentioned about speaking in front of Congress. What happened there? Well, I went with the Kids, the Kids Speak Up program, which is where I met you, I believe, to um, get Congress to pass the ADA Restoration Act. I went two years in a row in sixth and seventh grade. We did get it passed, which is pretty darn awesome, if I do say so myself. And that was a pretty interesting experience. Wow, don't even tell me that that's how, how old were you then? Let's see, 
the first year I went up, I was 12 years old. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, that is when I first met Sarah, so that gives you an idea of how much she impressed me because through all this time, we've kept in touch with one another. But that one event she talked about, <laughs> the Kids Speak Up, was put on by the National Epilepsy Foundation, is awesome. It is young people across the United States living with epilepsy who are nominated through their affiliate to go to Washington, D.C., and here you have all these young people, various ages, living with epilepsy, who are working together on different programs and then going to Capitol Hill, meeting with their senator or their congressman uh, or a staffer, whomever it is, telling them about living with epilepsy and asking them for their support, either for a bill, as Sarah just said, or research or funding, because there isn't anything that can be as powerful as that young person coming forward, speaking up and speaking out. And Sarah, so you went up on the hill, right? Yes. And what was that like for you? It was really, really cool. The buildings, I won't even get into how beautiful and intricate they were, but getting to speak with these people, these congressmen, these senators, as if I were their equal. As a small child, no less, being equal to someone on Capitol Hill, it just was very liberating. I felt like an adult. (laughs) Well, Sarah, that is true that you are equal. Because you have a voice and you use it. Because you're a leader. Because you, you reach out to help other people. You take a stand. And you know, Sarah Elizabeth, you just never know who's listening to this show right now who you have impacted just by your enthusiasm and by being confident and not ashamed that you're living with epilepsy. And isn't that powerful? Uh, beyond belief. I just, I want to help so many people. We all need to be able to help another person. I feel like that should be a life goal, helping someone else. Oh, I know you're all thinking like I prepared her for this, but I did not. <laughs> this is just her. This is Sarah. She's like the young person you would always want to have around your children, she is just wonderful, and she's like this all the time. She's always like this. And you know what? Mark my words. She may end up being that senator she talked about. Mark my words. She'll be doing something major nationally someday, because guess what? She already is, and she's in high school. And she's been doing this for years four years, and I'll bet, Sarah, you've made friends with so many other young people living with epilepsy. I have. I've met at the, at the Kids Speak Up uh, program. I met so many great individuals there. I still am in contact with a couple of them on Facebook. Um, because of all the work I've done for epilepsy, I've been invited now three times in a row to go to an international Just Peace Summit with the We Are Family Foundation, where I've met all these great individuals worldwide, all these teenagers who have helped 
help their communities in some way or another. Wow. I'll bet that was a phenomenal experience for you. It was life-changing. I have friends all over the world now, Albania, Malaysia, Bangladesh, all over. Well, Sarah, before we go, what made you decide to have that website? Well, I wanted to be able to reach more people, and it was actually my dad's suggestion, I believe, to start it. And so he and I have been working on the website together. We keep it up to date every month with newsletters on what's going on with epilepsy in the news or what's going on with my programs today. And it's just really, really great. But um, How many people do you have following that now? Oh, I haven't been able to keep track in the last few years. Actually, in the last few weeks, we've had, I think, 30,000 hits on the website alone. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. The name of that website again? www.itsnotwhoiam.com. It's not who I am dot com. Well, Sarah, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I'd like to tell everyone, do not, and I cannot stress this enough, do not be ashamed of having epilepsy. You're a little different. Fine. Be proud. Stand up with your hands on your hips and say, hey, I have epilepsy. That doesn't make me any less important than you, 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 or you. We are all individuals in this world. And do not be afraid to go out. Do not be afraid to tell people that you have this. Live a normal life. Enjoy it. It is just a blessing. And if you need me, if anyone ever wants to come and ask me questions, please feel free to email me, Elizabeth at itsnotwhoiam.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Oh, that is so awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, you for having me. You are a champion, and I know you will continue on. Good luck with college, and, of course, I'll always be in touch with you. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome, Joyce. And we end every show with a quote from a leader, from someone who has made a difference in the lives of others. So today that quote is, epilepsy does not define me, said Sarah Elizabeth Clark. (laughs) Thank you all for being with us once again. Have a happy Thanksgiving. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, Voice America.